Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as I am every Thursday night, by my buddy here, Mr. Ramiz Muhammad, to break down this uh, killer, giant, gigantic, pre-Christmas uh, Friday 14-game uh, slate. Ramiz, 14 games. Wow, I don't think we've had a slate that big in, in quite a while, man. So, uh, But I'm excited to break it down, and I think we're going to have... Uh, some good value here. Uh, didn't have a chance to dig into too many of these, you know, deep dive plays here, but I do have some just cursory thoughts on these games here for you guys. But uh, let me go ahead and break down the, or run down the uh, injury list here for these 14 games. So bear with me here. Zion Williamson is out in the health and safety protocols. Just wanted to mention that one again because that is a big one. Devin Booker is going to be out for this one again with a groin injury still. Uh, bummer for my fantasy teams, but that's it is what it is. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is questionable with a wrist injury. We've got Porzingis, questionable with an illness also. He had to slip for the game tonight, so I'm wondering if he's going to play tomorrow. Denny Avija, same thing, sat for the game tonight. He's questionable again with a back injury, I would assume. Uh, Desmond Bain, questionable with a toe injury. He's been upgraded here. You might have his return coming. So uh, some of that uh, Memphis value you guys have been playing may not be a uh, Man, may not be great this time around. Keldon Johnson, questionable with a hamstring injury. Terry Rogier, questionable with a hip injury. Uh, Gobert, questionable again with that ankle injury. I guess it flared up on him, so he might be off this one also. Kyle Anderson, also questionable again here with his back injury. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. has been uh, upgraded. He's questionable with that foot injury. He's got plantar fasciitis, but we could be looking at the return here. He looks like he's feeling better. So Jamal Murray, questionable with a ca- uh, knee injury. Clint Capella has been upgraded here to questionable with a calf injury. So if you've been playing a Congo, uh, I would not do that. Uh, but you know, <laughs> his price isn't that good either. So just don't play a Congo. Uh, Middleton is doubtful with a knee injury. So uh, probably not going to play in this one, unfortunately. Again, for my fantasy teams, Clint Capella questionable. Oh, I already said that. Sorry. Evan Mobley questionable with a knee injury. Uh, Marcus Smart questionable with an illness. There's been illnesses going around the NBA. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. questionable with a quad injury. Uh, John Wall questionable with an ankle injury. Larry Nance Jr., questionable with an Achilles injury. Quentin Grimes, questionable with an ankle injury. (laughs) And finally, I have Alex Caruso, doubtful uh, in the concussion protocols, probably isn't going to play in this game. Anyone I missed, Ramiz, that uh, is a big name that you might want to throw in there? uh, I mean, Damian Lillard is questionable, but I think Mm -hmm. he's probable to play. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, as long as they're probable, I, I tend not to uh, include them. But, hey, you never know. They could be ruled out there. Uh, so do keep your eyes on that one, obviously. Uh, all right, man. Well, let's get to the games here. I really I don't have, like, any specific games I'm targeting here. I've got one game, looks like, where I've got three targets. Every other game has, like, two or one. So, you know what? Let's switch it up, man, Ramiz. Are there any games on this slate that you're just, like, chomping at the bit to get into, man? Any any games that just really stick out to you as good value? Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me look at it. I kind of like uh, I like this Bulls versus Knicks matchup. All right. Um, so I don't know how you feel about that. That's the one I've got three in. That's the one I've got three in. So let's okay, go good. for it. So we're thinking of like – so I like this from the Knicks side as well. Mm-hmm. The Knicks side, uh, I was looking at Randall's stats, and man, he always just yeah. – I, I don't know if he has something against your Bulls personally, but he yeah. always goes insane. And like at 9,700, it may be expensive, but with the way the Knicks have been playing, I mean, they're – now they're probably like eight in one of the last nine games. But uh, they've still been playing stellar basketball. They're going to be at home. And with Randall's somewhat personal attack from the Bulls, I think he's going to be playing really good. Uh, RJ Barrett is another guy at 6,800. I think he's coming back in the groove. He's, he is uh, one of those players where, like, he hopefully he doesn't shoot himself out of the game. But he had, he had a great game last game. He's had a couple of good games. Uh, he's been playing a lot of minutes, thanks to Tom Thibodeau. 
And then uh, last one I had was Mitchell Robinson. I usually don't go for Mitchell Robinson, and but uh, you know this team in Chicago is like a really big oriented team with Vucevic and Drummond. So I think Mitchell Robinson, especially with how many he's been averaging like three stocks, blocks and steals in like the past four games, mm-hmm. which is really good. So I just think at 5300, I think he can get that value from him. Yeah, those are all decent. Uh, I do. I want to throw in there also on the Knicks side. You mentioned Julius Randle. That's the other guy I've got for sure. Yeah, he's one of the guys I am willing to spin up on the slate. Uh, I don't know why he crushes the Bulls. Well, I mean, I can kind of explain it. You know, the Bulls uh, really don't have a starting power forward. We still have Patrick Williams there, and he's really not that big. I mean, he's he's a good defender, but he's just not a guy that's going to bang with somebody in the mid in the mid range post. And uh, Julius Randle seems to get. And the Bulls just have really bad communication on defense when it comes to defensive rotation. So uh, Randle's able to get some, some extra assist that way as well but uh, he's also been a fire shooting from the field so i actually don't have him in my dummy lineup i built here uh to start with but uh, i do think he's a, a decent guy to spend up on for sure uh, i'm gonna try to try to not spend that much on one player 9700 is a little expensive on a 14 game slate but uh you know if you do want to spend up with somebody or you find yourself with extra salary that is a good guy to go to for sure uh but i've also got Emmanuel quickly here at 4900 quentin grimes mm-hmm. is uh questionable again with this one um you know may not play in this one so as long as grimes is gonna is gonna be out as well as we know that's going to be the case then 4900 for emmanuel quickly i think you know uh didn't actually didn't necessarily like crush it he, he had a really good game against the bulls in that first game so the second game that they played against the bulls in that back-to-back wasn't as good but uh he had a really good game in the last game the knicks played uh and really it all came in the second half uh where he shot the ball really really well from the three-point line and that's something the bulls have trouble doing is, is jumping out to shooters at the three-point line so i am looking a bit at quickly at 4900 on the bulls side i do have interest in one guy here assuming there's no caruso because he is doubtful with that concussion uh i'm looking pretty hard at kobe white man four thousand mm-hmm. um you know he's been he's really important for the bulls i'll say that much coming off the bench because they have no scoring coming off that bench aside from him so uh you know if he's able to put up we'll say 15 points or so off the bench and give me you know three four or five assists then i think that you're, you're kind of cooking there with a four thousand dollar price tag and i think that's definitely in line here against this Knicks team anyone else on the bulls you like any chance by any chance uh Honestly, I think everyone else is kind of priced. I mean, Kobe White was the only other guy I had on my list at 4000 yeah. because you have so much upside on that type of, you know, salary. And uh, mm-hmm. with Crusoe possibly Dragic out, I mean, they're going to rely heavily on him to score. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's move on, though. Let me go ahead and pick one here. Um, I do like... Where do I want to go here? Let's just go to the top here. I do like San Antonio Spurs and Orlando Magic. You know I like bad teams. I've got, <laughs> I've got interest here. So if I'm going to spend up on a couple of guys... Uh, these are the two guys I'm actually looking to put most of my salary into here are actually in this game. Paolo Bancaro, 8,100. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orlando Magic against San Antonio Spurs, no defense. Uh, Spurs have absolutely terrible interior defense. Uh, you know, I played Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas tonight, and it was obviously successful. They, they end up you know, doing – he ended up coming out of the game and not playing as many minutes as I would have hoped. But still, you know, it's just that the Spurs team cannot – box anybody out they give up rebounds left and right and they have no interior defense so paulo bencaro i think is going to have you know 30 real life points in this game and i think he has a good chance to have double digit rebounds as well so 8100 i'm willing to spend that for him who do you like in this game then uh i mean i asked i have paulo on my list as well 8100 because yeah. i was looking at the range of like the eight eight thousands and paulo 8100 still kind of seems low because how oh, he's yeah. the first scoring option he's going against like you said his first team that's not really defensive oriented like there's so many ways that the Paolo, like, even if he has a bad game, like he's still gonna impact the game in other like uh, aspects of it. Mm-hmm. So at 8100, I think that's like really good. Uh, I also like uh, the Spurs side. I didn't really like. I didn't like a lot of players, but I did like Josh Richardson at mm-hmm. 4600. He has been getting a lot more minutes. Uh, 
Uh, he's getting a lot more play. He's been scoring the ball. I think he's been playing over 20 minutes these past four games. So at 4,600, you do have some upside there, but that, that's about it. What about you? Yeah, I think with if you have to look at Kelton Johnson, if Kelton Johnson's out, you can roster some of these Spurs guys. If Kelton Johnson's in, I'm probably fading them all. But mm-hmm. if Kelton Johnson is out, man, I think I am going to look at the top. Actually, I'm going to look at Devin Vassell, 7,200. I faded him tonight to some pretty good success here because he had a horrible game. So anytime a guy has a horrible game and they have the ability to put up, you know, 40, 50 DK points, I always have some interest in that. He's only 7,200. Kelton's going to be out, so he's going to have the ball in his hand plenty. The one thing that I'd be worried about with this is that, you know, if they play a pretty decent team like they did tonight against the Pelicans, that that defense is going to make it a blowout Mm -hmm. pretty much. So this game was a blowout against the Pelicans, but they're playing the Magic here, and the Magic are not (laughs) a very good team. So I think it's going to be a close game. If it's a close game, you think you're going to get, you know, 35, 40 minutes of of Devin Vassell, and he's going to get a whole lot of shots, and you're just hoping those shots fall down for you. I think 7,200, I think, is a good good high-ceiling play. So I do like him for GPPs. Well, to be fair, the Magic haven't played some good basketball, though. They've they been beat playing the Celtics twice. They beat yes. the Raptors twice. Yeah, and that happens in the NBA season. You know, trends like turn head on, on themselves, and you just got to keep on top of that. But I'm still, I don't know, I'm still attacking that Magic team. I think they're not very good. Uh, but no, let's move on though. Let's talk about Minnesota and Boston. Uh, let me ask you this, man. Are you? Uh, do you have any interest in any of the you know Boston superstars here against this weak Minnesota defense? Uh, I I think they're perfectly priced at where they at. I mean, like with the 14 game slate gives you so many more options to go with. Obviously, if this was like a seven eight game slate, maybe I would. But like I think there's better options at the the money you can spend on these guys. Yeah. Because I also think uh, with the Wolves defense is horrible. I mean, early mm-hmm. on, the, like you think about that Golden State game where they kept on giving threes after threes after threes, and the Celtics are a three point shooting team, so I think this is gonna be a blowout quick when Brown and Tatum might not get that opportunity to really score. Yeah, that's a good call. I don't have my list either, but I do have a couple of guys from the Celtics. I've got Malcolm Brogdon at 5,700 if Marcus Smart is out, and I've got Derek White at 4,100 if Smart is out. I have more interest in Derek White for that very reason. Uh, you know, I think it could be a blowout situation here. Uh, I know Boston's been struggling the last 10 games. I think they're 4-6 and six over the last 10 and uh, haven't been playing their best basketball. Their offense has been really, really struggling. So I'm looking for them to have a bounce-back spot here against this Minnesota team, but I think what that comes with, you know, that comes with some risk, as you you said uh, for a blowout here. So I'm looking at some of these backups here. And I think Derek White Jr. or Derek White, sorry, there's no junior there. Yeah, 4,100 <laughs> makes the most sense to me uh, just because of that price point and because I think he's got, uh, you know, some good upside if he gets, you know, 25, 30 minutes. Um, all right. Let's move on, though. Let's talk a little bit of Indiana, Miami. Uh, you know, Indiana, good team to, to, that's another team that's been struggling recently, man. Do you have any interest mm-hmm. in this game? I have interest if Tyrus Halliburton decides to not play because I think that's where Andrew Nembhard can, can come really valuable in this type of scenario because he's I believe he's priced at, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 4300 Yeah. I mean, no, no, uh, yeah, 4200 So if Tyrus Halliburton does not, uh, decides not to play, I think Andrew Nembhard is a, a clear play-in because he's going to get those starting minutes. He's going to get a lot of play. He's going to get the ball in his hands majority of the time. And I think that's a really good opportunity to take advantage of. I think on a 14-game slate, that's actually a guy that's going to have pretty low ownership, too. So that's a great call by you. Um, because last time he was out, last time Halliburton was out, Nembard had, like, 30 points and 18 <laughs> assists or something. It was ridiculous. He had a yeah. really, really good line. I was actually in the uh, visiting my brother for some uh, birthday stuff. But uh, I remember he had a huge, huge line. And I was, like, looking at my app. And I was like, what? Really? Uh, but, yeah, that was incredible. So, uh, yeah, I like that call a lot. I also like some Buddy Hill at 6,000 if uh, Halliburton's out. I think he's a guy that people are going to overlook as well. 
um, because people always think Miami good defense. That's not the case this year. Miami hasn't been particularly sure. good on either side of the basketball, uh, but defensively they haven't been good either. But I will say for Miami, I do have some interest in Jimmy Butler. Uh, anytime he's playing against a pretty weak, you know, te- defensive team, uh, I always just he's a, he's a guy capable of taking over a game. The Heat really need to kind of turn this thing around if they want to, you know, make a play for the playoffs. So I've got my eyes on him. I don't have him rostered yet, but if I get some, you know, kind of indication that some of these other, uh, you know, pieces in Miami are going to be out, then I think I will go ahead and, and get him in a lineup or two. So uh, something to think about there. All right, man. Let me. Uh, here's some of my favorite uh, targets on the slate, though. I'm going to talk about the Pelicans and the OKC Thunder. And I just watched these Pelicans, and maybe I'm having some recency bias, but man, CJ McCollum had an incredible game against the Spurs. It's the Spurs, always a little bit of grain of salt there. But he gets another, you know, kind of layup matchup here against OKC Thunder. So he's only 8,300. I feel like that's just a little bit too low of pricing without Zion Winston on this team. How do you feel about it, man? 8,300. That's what I was looking at, too, because like at, when no Zion, with no Ingram, I was looking at. Uh, CJ and Jonas, right? Because those two, you're expecting them to take a lot more shots. Yeah. Uh, you went with the CJ McCollum. I kind of went with the, a different route. I kind of looked at Trey Murphy the third and Herb Jones mm-hmm. at 4600, 4700 because those two spots are most likely going to be filled by those two. And Trey Murphy, whenever he's given the opportunity, will always shoot the ball, especially with those three-point shots and and such. But I do really like that CJ pick. Yeah, and I've also got Jonas here, too. I think they're both really good picks with CJ and Jonas, so you mentioned him here. Um, again, you know, I had his over on rebounds props, and I, it missed by one, unfortunately, so I got the hook. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, I don't I don't hate you, JV. Uh, he, was, he, was pulled out, he was, like, in and out of the game, and Hernan Gomez was coming in and out of the game, so it was kind of a weird one, but they were it was pretty much a blowout, but then the Spurs made a little run at the end and kind of made it, like, competitive. So Jonas got back in there for the last four minutes. I had some hope, but it, it didn't happen for me, but that's okay. Uh, he still end up with a double double in that game and this is another you know team the thunder that i like to uh, attack out of. so i still got some interest in Jonas valentinus for sure um all right man let me uh let me talk about houston and dallas i think this will be a fun game on paper this is a fun game for me uh let me say if you have the money to spend up and you want to get one of those top guys a like Jokic or kevin durant or whatever I think Luka Doncic at 12-5 is the one guy I would spend up on on this slate. Uh, the other guys don't necessarily have great matchups, but, man, Houston is a matchup made in heaven for <laughs> So uh, do you feel the same way? Yeah, because, I mean, we speak about this probably every time we talk about the Mavericks. I mean, Luka is the system. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, even the they have Christian Wood, they had Dinwiddie, but, man, Luka does literally everything for these guys. And especially against Houston, who has no defensive threat at all whatsoever. I think Luke was definitely a plane tonight's place. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is if you have that salary to spend up. I don't think it's particularly wise uh, to spend up on a guy on a 14-game slate. You might you want to just roster, you know, all these eight to $10,000 guys and just have three or four of those guys and then some value picks in, in between. But, hey, if some value opens up later, Ramiz, and we have like a bunch of, you know, $3,000, $3,500, you know, guys that we can get in our lineups, then, hey, we're going to have that salary for Luca, and that could be the recipe for success there too. Um, but I will mention one other guy in Dallas, you know, you did say that Luca was the, the engine there, and I, I totally agree. There's no doubting that. 
But I do have some interest in Tim Hardaway Jr. at 5,500 in this matchup. For some reason, this matchup is just screaming it to me because, uh, again, you, like you said, no defense. Houston's just going to be up and down. Their pace is just breakneck at all times. So uh, the guy like Tim Hardaway Jr. is, is bombs away, man. He's going to shoot the ball whenever he's touching. He's open it as soon as he steps out of the car. As soon as he gets to the, the parking lot, steps out of the car, he's open, man. So uh, I, watched, <laughs> I watched him play my Bulls. I said this before like 100 times. It's fine. But, yeah, he just missed all those shots. But he's going to shoot them for sure. So 5,500, I think this is a – big ceiling uh low uh low floor play so you could very well bomb on this on this pick but a uh, high risk high reward type play um let me ha- let me let you pick another uh game and another target here man mm-hmm. let me let me go towards my my team and my biased the raptors and the cleveland matchup mm-hmm. the reason i like this matchup because uh I don't know if like i thought i thought maybe this is a bad pick and maybe my bias is just telling coming mm-hmm. in but uh mac at three thousand i thought was insanely weird because he's been starting to get minutes. I mean, in his past four games, he's averaged 27 minutes and he's been getting you 18 fantasy points per game. Now, obviously, that's not a lot, but like you said, right, if you want to get these high-end players like the Luka and stuff, you're going to have leftover salary. And 3000 for Malachi Flynn, who's going to play minutes. I mean, uh, these he's played 26 minutes against the Knicks, 19 against Philly, 37 against Golden State. I mean, the list keeps on going on, right? So I think he's starting to kind of get more PT, more opportunity. And at 3,000, I mean, you can't lose with the guy who's getting minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're always looking for those spots, man. And uh, sometimes, you know, it's a punk play and you're just putting a guy out there, like you said, that gets minutes. Maybe he doesn't have necessarily a high ceiling, <clears throat> but he's going to get you a pretty decent floor. So that's that kind of play right there. So I don't I don't mind it. I actually don't think I have any plays for Toronto and Cleveland, but I will mention, because this is another game where I have a $3,000 guy uh, who I think you can throw into your lineups. Taj Gibson at 3000 and I can't believe I'm saying this in the year <laughs> 2022, almost 2023. Yeah, almost 2023, <laughs> and we're still talking about Taj stinking Gibson, but he's still getting minutes. Uh, the thing is, if uh, Porzingis is out, uh, I think he will get those minutes again. He's been getting minutes in the like mid-20s, which, you know, those are decent minutes. <laughs> and he's getting 3,000. And, uh, you know, you're talking about big men. That's really the guys that give you kind of like that consistent, like, you know, stat set because they don't really rely on shooting so much or points so much. They more so rely on the rebounds and, and blocks and things like that. So um, so I think, you know, I think Taj with 3,000, he's a decent punt play, just like we were talking about with Malachi Flynn. Taj Gibson is not going to get you. 30 DK points. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But he could very well, I think he's pretty much a lock if he's, as long as he's getting that 25 minutes or so to get you, you know, 15 to 18 DK points. So same same kind of thing with, with uh, Malachi Flynn. Uh, and I, I do like some Kyle Kuzma also in this one against Sacramento because you guys know I love attacking those Kings. Good basketball team, but they don't play a lick of defense, man. And so, uh, you know, they just kill you with offense and that's fine. But I got some Kuzma here, 8,600. Again, I'm assuming that Porzingis is out in this one, and I'm also, uh, you know, hoping that Danny Avija doesn't play either. Uh, if I'm going to play these guys, so any interest in this Washington Sacramento game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had Kyle Kuzma and Beal one of the two because you know with the shots that are opening up without Porzingis, I think Kyle Kuzma never shies away from those shots, and I think he's going to continue taking those. And at but at 8600, you know, maybe that's the route you take. I also like Beal at 8000 because you know, kind of 600 less. And you can use that 600 maybe somewhere else to get a much more valuable player. I like it, man. I like it. Uh, all right, man. I got one more play here in DFS, which I'm going to throw out there. It's in the Lakers and Charlotte game. And it's not going to be the guy you think it's going to be. Because I'm actually not. I think LeBron James is a fine play. Uh, 
go play the king. I played him the other night and, and I made it to the money and it's fine. I think it's a fine play. Uh, they're playing the Hornets again, obviously. So, uh, you know, decent, decent play. But I think his price, his salary has just, again, it's a big slate. If I want to spend up, I'm going to spend up on Luca. I just don't want to get anybody in that like ten to 12000 in that medium range. I'd rather spend up on Luca, or I'd rather get the eight to $10,000 guys. So he just kind of falls in that no man's land for me. But Austin Reeves at 4300 as a as a kind of a salary saver, you know, cheap end type play. He's been getting about 22, 25 DK points at that you know salary pretty reliably. And uh, man, he'll Billy Kobe, man, he's uh, he's going out. <laughs> and again, you know, it's a plus matchup for them against this Hornets team because again, another team that doesn't play a league of defense. So, um, so I do like me some Austin Reeves at 4300. Do you like anybody in this game, man? Uh, I I I I do like uh Thomas Bryant. You know, because Andy Davis has gone out, someone has had to fill the position. Obviously, he's not doing exactly what Andy Davis is doing, but with the help of LeBron, Westbrook, and the other eight guards that they have on this team, he's been able to get those easy lobs, those easy rebounds. It's just, you know, just get some easy points and rebounds. And at 6,100, I mean, he, he also is only the only option, I believe, right? The only other option you have is Damian Jones, which is, yeah. you're just better off playing Thomas Bryant 40 minutes. Yeah. Yep, he's not not great over there in uh, Lakerland right now. Any other guys that we haven't talked about, Ramiz, that you have on your list that you're uh, really excited about? Uh, actually, I, I forgot to mention this guy when you were talking about it, but Cleveland, I like Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason I like this one is because I was looking at his splits, and what popped out to me is that this is a Cleveland home game. And to tell you what basically what I saw, at the 15 home games that uh, Darius Garland has played, he's had 43 DK fantasy points. And uh, compared to away games, he has 33. So that's like 10 fantasy points gap and i think that's pretty huge and i i guess he really likes that home cooking so like uh Darius garland at home against toronto i think he's gonna have a great game and he's only priced at 7800 which is a honestly uh, i kind of like that range for him because uh he's not gonna be getting i don't think he'll have a lot of ownership with how many games there are and how many players you have how many uh, possibilities there are but right. Darius garland at 7800 does kind of appeal to me with the splits that i've seen I think it was the last uh, big slate it was. I think it was a 10-game slate. And I think the highest was LeBron. I think he was like 30% in my two my my two GPP. So, you know, in a 14-game slate, you're probably not going to see – I don't think there's anybody in the slate you're going to see above like 15%, maybe, maybe 20%. <laughs> yeah. But um, I really don't think anyone pops out as like a must-roster must guy. So I think everyone's pretty much safe and in play. If you want to play that guy, go play him. I think you just have to be smart about where you're spending your money because if you want to have those high – scores and a gpp you can't you know necessarily go with the safe plays like like the big uh the big salary guys so that's just something to think about just some food for thought but uh that's it guys if you want to uh that's it for dfs plays if you want to get more dfs plays uh definitely get the dfs pass it's at sportsethos.com you should go there sign up it is cheap uh you can go get the wager pass also i just hit a plus 370 uh play earlier tonight with a walker kessler double double go my, my boy walker kessler hitting that <laughs> double double for me at plus 370 i like it 3.7 units in my in my pocket uh, I did miss that Jonas Valanciunas one, so I guess just 2.7 units. But anyways, <laughs> uh, no big deal. Uh, we're going to hit some more. But, yeah, go get it, man. Sportsethos.com. Uh, but, yeah, let's talk about Thrive, man. Thrive Fantasy. Go uh, use the promo code Ethos at Thrive Fantasy. Get a deposit match bonus up to 250 bucks. Uh, man, do you have any Thrive Fantasy plays for tonight, Ramiz? Yeah, I got a, I got a couple. I got uh, starting with, uh, like we spoke on, Julius Randle oh, on more than 36.5 total points, rebounds, assists. Uh, I think at home, Julius Randle is going to be able to just play in his comfort zone, get some points, rebounds, and assists, and impact the game in multiple ways. 
Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good one for me, too. I've got that one on my list also. It's also plus odds at 105 points, so go lock that in. Uh, I got Trey Young over 7.5 assists. I think this is a gimme, an easy one, uh, 80 points for that one. But, you know, I think with uh, DeJounte Murray back, it opens up a lot of things for Trey Young in terms of distributing the ball, not necessarily having to score himself. And uh, so I think it's going to be a, a pretty good uh, chance he hits that. And uh, do you have another play you said? Uh, yeah, I have Luca over 8.5 total assists. I um, mean, we spoke about, you spoke about Tim Hardaway Jr. scoring the ball. You probably have Christian Wood who can score the ball, but the only person who can really pass is Luka Doncic. Yeah, I've got that as well. It's 100 points for that one. Uh, I've also got Jonas Valanciunas over oh, 25 <laughs> points and rebounds. 95 points for that one. But yeah, I think, uh, again, this is a nice matchup for him. Uh, minutes, I mean, it's got to be there, but I think they will be. Uh, they kind of took him out of the game, put him back in the game site. It was really weird. He was playing like four minute blocks. I don't know if there's an injury there or something. So definitely monitor the news. If there is, then I would be off of it. But uh, I think that they were just trying to keep him fresh because they knew they had a back to back. So over 22.5 points and rebounds at 95 points. I like that one. Did you have another one, Ramiz? Uh, no, I, I finished at uh, the local one. Sorry, I've got two more here for you guys. I've got Kuzma over 24.5 points. Uh, it's 110 points. I think getting plus odds on that one. Uh, again, this is only if Porzingis is out. Uh, but I think, you know, there's going to be some extra shots to go around. And it's a good a good matchup for him as well. And then the last one I got, Sir King James, LeBron James, over 45.5 PRA at 100 points. I think that's a decent number. I think I actually played his PRA, I want to say, the last one. It was like 47.5. That might have been Luca, actually. But either way, I think this is a decent number for him. I think he's got a decent chance of going over. And, uh, you know, I do like this matchup against the Charlotte Hornets, especially since yeah. they lost last one. So, uh, yeah. I like it's going to be a high-scoring game for sure. So Yeah. So plenty of scoring to go around, guys. Go get that. Um, go get that Thrive uh, Fantasy. Go get that DFS pass. Uh, find me on Twitter at Keith And Ramiz, where can good, the good people find you, man? They can also find me on Twitter at 2Nice. It'll be spelled T-O-0 underscore nice underscore. Go find Ramiz. Go give him a follow, man. He's been doing amazing work, so he deserves that follow for sure. And thank you guys for helping me get to 900 followers, by the way. That's the most I've ever had. I am so happy. Come along <laughs> this journey of DFS and fantasy basketball with me. But um, until next time, guys, go get that money. And, hey, there's no show tomorrow because there are no games uh, on Christmas Eve. But there will be games on Christmas. I will be joining you guys Christmas Eve night, so look out for that one. Uh, it'll just be me solo. I'll probably be there on Christmas as well, doing it solo as well, but that's okay. Uh not a big deal. This is what I do. So I, I love you guys. I'll see you then. Until then, yeah. See ya. <laughs>